0: Today's show is brought to you by the University of Windsor's Alumni Association. Show us how you are Windsor proud by visiting the Alumni Association's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Share your U Windsor memory or post a photo from your time on campus. For more information, visit uwindsor.ca forward slash alumni.
1: Hey Lancers, welcome to the second Lancer Rec Connect episode of the Behind the Shield podcast sponsored by the Alumni Association. We have a very exciting fitness theme episode for you today. My name is Julia Burrill and I am the assistant coordinator with Lancer Rec and I have two very special guests with me here today. Joining me is two personal trainers from our Forge Fitness Center, Cam and Kevin. Thank you both for being here today. I'm gonna give you both the chance to introduce yourself and your background before we get started. So, Kevin, uh, let's start with you.
2: Yeah. Uh, so my name is Kevin. Uh, I have been a personal trainer at the Forge. This is now my third year at uh, personal training with the university. Um, I've done a little bit of work before that in high school with uh, sports rehab and a little work with special populations. But uh, yeah, beyond that, CanFit Pro uh, personal trainer. Uh, Yeah, hopefully we can get some good information out here today.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. We'll go over to Cam now to get her intro. Uh,
3: Yeah, so my name is Cam, and I've been working at The Forge for three, almost four years now. That's kind of crazy. And I've been doing personal training, and now I'm also the um, marketing supervisor for The Forge, which is kind of exciting. Um, Yeah.
1: Awesome. It's great to have you both here. I know we definitely picked two of the most knowledgeable members of our staff to have on today. So we're very excited to have you both with us. Thanks. Thank you. So we're gonna be asking you both um, a series of frequently asked questions to inform students um, and help them reach all of their fitness goals. So I guess to start, I'll give the first question to you, Kim. So if you are a beginner and you're just starting to work out, where does a person even start? It seems kind of overwhelming if you're just a beginner and you don't really know what's going on. So is there some sort of special
3: formula or any
1: tips you can provide to help a beginner who's just starting out?
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, So I think firstly, we need to talk about like actually getting there and figuring out what you're supposed to be doing. So I think um, you have to start with a lot of trial and error. So you try a whole bunch of different ways and styles of exercising and you start ruling out what doesn't fit your lifestyle, what you don't like um, and stuff like that. And this way you'll be able to kind of get knowledge from all these different perspectives as well as like find something that you enjoy doing um, and something that you'll be more likely to stick to in the future. Um, When starting out, though, like something that's really important is safety, obviously. Mm -hmm. So you need to obviously understand that um, progress will come fully, changes won't necessarily be noticeable right away, Um, so you shouldn't be getting discouraged or trying too much too soon, like, you know, increasing too much weight at a time, or not taking rest, exhausting yourself, um, because those things will obviously be counterproductive in reaching your goals. Um, This is why it's so important, especially when you're starting out, to maybe talk to someone who may have more experience than you, Um, someone like a personal trainer, (laughs) shameless plug. just to you know, make sure that you're being safe and you're on the right track to achieve the goals that you're setting up for yourself. Um, and they're also a really good resource for teaching you um, new things and helping you along the way and even teaching you, like, like you mentioned, like, is there a, like a specific formula to create a program? So like, what um, the majority of um, trainers use is called the FIT formula, mm-hmm. F-I-T-T. Um, and it's based on frequency, intensity, Uh, time and type of exercise. So frequency is obviously like, um, you know, how often you are doing said exercise intensity, how intense it is, I guess. Um, Time for how long uh, the time period is that you're exercising and type, um, obviously regarding your goals um, in what, you know, specific type of exercise you have chosen that you think you will stick to and fit your lifestyle and whatever. Um, so these are all very, very subjective, depending on the person. Um, you may have a beginner that wants to start out, you know, three times a week, super intense and like just ready to go while you may have people that are kind of like diving in slowly and working up, um, kind of their endurance, um, and their, you know, even their schedule for starting out in the gym.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it definitely varies per individual, but it's important to know um, that no matter how difficult it may be, that there's there's definitely help out there for people who want to get started. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. I will turn it over to Kevin now for the next question. So Kevin, how important is nutrition to help with exercise gains? People really, they work out very hard and they may not see the results that they want. And is that something that might be attributed to nutrition. And can you give us, I guess, any nutrition tips to help us uh, see our exercise gains?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I think nutrition is a much bigger part of the overall area of fitness than people really realize. Um, I think a big important part about nutrition without getting into specifics, because everyone responds to training and nutrition differently. um, But without getting too specific, I think the big thing to realize um, is there are specific um, nutrition styles, and diets that are more beneficial and more tailored to specific styles of working out. So I think if you can narrow down what your goal is and what it is you're trying to accomplish, whether it be losing weight, whether it be gaining muscle, getting stronger, I think mm-hmm. there are different dietary styles that will really help influence the level or how fast uh, you see results. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's about as specific as I can get without uh, giving anybody uh, unnecessary advice. I guess the big thing is if you really are curious about improving your diet or nutrition, speak to a dietitian or your family doctor or someone who can give you more professional advice on those kind of things. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. Unless, Cam, you have something else to add, and that's a little more specific than what I have to offer.
3: I guess not more specific, just kind of like a little like tip for people, especially people starting out. Like, I think that um, nutrition when you start working out, like you need to start looking at f- as uh, you need to start looking at food as the fuel that you're putting in your body. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people starting out are obviously you know trying to lose weight and stuff, and they they have this mindset that like calories are the enemy. Mm -hmm. When in reality, like if you're not putting enough calories into your body, you're not giving your muscles fuel and you're not going to achieve like your strength and like hypertrophy goals and your actual performance like within your workouts is going to decrease as well. And it's just going to be entirely counterproductive. So you need to start looking at the food as the thing that's going to drive your progress instead of the enemy.
1: Awesome. Thank you both for some great insight there. Um, We'll head back to Kim again for the next question. Uh, so a lot of people say that there's a common misconception that if you lift really heavy weights, then you're going to become big and bulky. So can you qu- clarify that a little bit? Is that something that's true?
3: Okay. Um, okay. This is going to be this is going to be angry camp coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so this this when people say this to me, it really angers me, and I actually have covered this myth um, in a couple different posts that I've made for Lancer Rec. And there are two reasons why I really hate when people say this to me. So the first being that it's, it's obviously a myth <clears throat> and a huge one. And it's really perpetuated across the, um, the fitness industry, especially for women. So, but basically it comes down to the fact that like you're training for your goals and simply put the like grand majority of people, like the general population, you're not putting in the amount of effort, weight, or food into your body that you would need to see an insane difference in, like, muscle mass very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, simply put, like, you're, you're not going to get bulky, like, especially women, um, because you obviously have also, like, less testosterone in your body than a man would, um, you're not going to get bulky lifting <laughs> your 10-pound weight twice a week at home, Becky. Like, that's, that's not happening. Um, on the other hand, it makes me mad because, like, what even is bulky? It's Mm -hmm. so subjective, and it is definitely just a a social construct. The majority of girls saying this have this idea that guys will think that they're less pretty or less attractive if they have, like, bigger or more defined muscles. And honestly, like, who cares? We don't get to decide how another person is reacting to the way we look.
1: Absolutely. While
3: some people, you know, think, you know, I'm okay looking, I may also have some people that, you know, think very different things of the way it look and I don't get to control that and same goes for everyone for different people like you're gonna look or bulky or skinny or big or tall or short and it's all subjective and it's not up to us in all honesty like honestly what like what's wrong with bulky if there's people out there who are just not comfortable looking like that that's totally fine fine like power to you trying to you know achieve whatever goal you have but if you are like why do women specifically look at this as such a bi- bad thing? Like, I think a girl with muscle says, like, you know, she's strong and she has a great work ethic. Like, she's putting in hours and it shows a level of, like, determination and, like, commitment and love for yourself that you would want to take care of your body. And, like, in some cases, obviously, like, you're sculpting your body in a way through, like, putting in, like, lots of hours in the in the gym and, like, really taking care of, you know, what's going in your body. Yeah. And, like, everyone has their own opinion, yeah, but it comes down to the fact that, like, I think the majority of girls are afraid of looking bulky because of what other people are going to think and not necessarily because they don't like the look themselves. And right. that's what I think sucks. I think we need to just take that and no. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's
2: it. I think on the counter side to that, I, I also agree that it's detrimental, but for a different reason. Uh, in the sense that if you have someone who is embarking on a workout plan and is expecting to, we'll use the word bulky loosely because like Cam said, it's a very subjective term, Mm -hmm. but if someone's going into a workout program expecting to bulk up because that's what they've been led to believe about this specific training style, and then they don't see those results as quickly or as they've been led to believe um, that can create a huge blow in confidence. Um, if you think, oh, am I doing something wrong? Is this workout program not right for me? When in reality, you could most certainly be getting stronger, but you don't see that bulking effect that people expect you to have when you're lifting heavy
3: weights. Yeah, that's a really good point.
1: Yeah. I think both of you bring, bring up amazing points and I guess it all boils down to at the end, um, the individual's goal of how they want to feel, how they want to look. Um, and as long as they're doing things in a healthy in safe manner, then um, a lot of it is just individual preference, I guess you could say.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you both. <clears throat> so we'll turn it back over to Kevin and I guess I'll kind of tie into the last question that I asked you before. Um, so in your opinion, what should I implement into my daily lifestyle to help set me on a weight loss plan? You talked a little bit about nutrition in the last question. Um, But looking specifically now at weight loss, what kinds of things can I do to achieve that?
2: Yeah, um, I think there's a few core principles for any workout program, not just weight loss, but I think it is very effective uh, for weight loss goals. Um, The biggest thing for me is scheduling and consistency. So if you want to embark on a program, um, you need to stick with that program. So if you find yourself in a gym one day talking to a personal trainer uh, for advice about losing weight. um, And you through your research have determined you want to do, let's say a three day split. So that means you're working out different parts of the body three days a week. So let's call it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, If you tell yourself that's your first idea, that's what I want to do. It's important to stick to that schedule and be consistent about it. Um, And within that consistency, you can't be taking breaks or saying, uh, I, I won't go this day. I'll make it up another day. Um, give yourself little goals along the way. So whether that be, oh, I lost one pound mm-hmm. um, in two weeks, not necessarily, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year um, give yourself little goals um, within your program to motivate yourself um, because that's the biggest um, challenge for personal trainers and people getting personal training um, is staying motivated when they don't see those results immediately and um, because within the first, I don't know, two to three weeks, um, most of the changes that are happening um, are not going to be strictly musculature. It's going to be a lot of training your brain with these specific movement patterns that are most likely new to you. Um, so be consistent with your plan, whatever it is you decide to do, whatever research uh, or trainer you consult um, to make a weight loss program. Whatever it is, be consistent, stick with it, um, and set little goals in your mind to stay motivated. Um, That's my opinion for the best way to start implementing it. Um, And then it'll just become habit for you. Um, When you start reaching those little goals, it'll become habit uh, for you to want to wake up on a Monday morning and go work out, that kind of thing.
1: That's great. I think that's, that's absolutely great advice because some people, when they're kind of embarking on this journey to lose weight through exercise, they, they want it to happen overnight almost. And they want to see the immediate results and they look at the bigger picture, but it's really hard to see that bigger picture if you don't start somewhere. So I think you got to start with those, those little steps, those little goals and achieve those, um, so that you can feel accomplished. So I'm sorry, if you're, if you're looking to achieve the big goal right away you might not feel very accomplished
3: so it's definitely great advice to to
1: start slow
2: and again going back to kind of what i said earlier figure out what it is that motivates you
3: Mm -hmm. yeah let me just put in something a little bit more specific um yeah just making sure people are in track too uh what kevin said honestly yeah definitely the most important thing to build a habit um but in general for weight loss um just for, you know, knowledge for the curious people that want to know. So in general, you all you need to for weight loss is a caloric deficit. So meaning you have to burn more calories that you're than you're putting in your body on a given day. So the main misconception is that the only way this can be done is with food restriction and through that and that is wrong. <laughs> Um, working out, going on a run, walking your dog, a dance class—all of these things are also burning calories. Cal- the calories and should be taken into account um, when you're making those like rough calculations or whatever. Or talking to your, um, you know, personal trainer or whatever—those um, are things that you should be mentioning if you are wanting to start on that weight loss plan. Um, yeah,
1: that's a great point too, and I think there's lots of different things out there that help people actually track calories, whether it be an app or, or website or whatnot, where they can put in the food that they eat and also the exercise that they are doing to help actually track um, that caloric intake and what they're actually burning off as well. So there are tools out there to help people with the the weight loss as well.
3: Yeah, and absolutely. And I think actually these apps like They're a great tool, more than for like actually tracking your calories, but for like actually learning Mm -hmm. what is in your food, like what you're putting in your body. So like, say you take this and you use it for a week, it'll give you invaluable information. And maybe if you don't really, you're not the kind of person that wants to track calories, you're still getting that knowledge. So maybe you can like, you know, you put the app away, you never use it again, but you're still kind of, you have a rough idea of what you're eating. Absolutely. What you're getting. It's a great place
0: to start for sure. Be sure to download the new Lancers Athletics and Recreation app for free in the Apple or Play Store. Stay up to date on the latest varsity, recreation programming, and fitness updates. Get all the information you need to know about the reopening of the St. Dennis Center and how to make a reservation.
1: We'll keep things moving here. I'll turn it back over to Cam once again. Um... So this is definitely a frequently asked question for those who exercise, Um, but oftentimes a specific workout plan or schedule will lead eventually to a plateau in results. So to avoid this or to overcome this, how often should one change their fitness program and why? How can they progress to kind of overcome that plateau?
2: Um,
3: Okay so I'll try to keep this one a little bit quicker. (laughs) Um, So this question is basically related to a concept called uh, periodization, uh, which basically means you're breaking up your bigger picture training plan into smaller time blocks. so this can be, so you have like your um, macro cycles, your mesocycles and your micro cycles and all of these kind of cover like different periods of time. So your, your macro cycle is obviously going to be the biggest one that covers kind of the entirety of um, your program and each one has different goals. Um, so then your mesocycle will be smaller and then you get to your, which is like, you know, a couple weeks. So anywhere from like three, four, five, six weeks kind of thing. Um, and then you have your micro cycles, which is your weeks specifically and all of these have little tiny different goals um, so it's helpful to look at this in kind of like a sport context to kind of understand this um, so you'll have kind of your off season right in sports you'll have your pre-season like strength and conditioning training and then you have during season where you're training like maintenance for strength and skill training you're not going like super hard in the gym because you obviously have competition and like, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you're back to off season again, cycle starts again. That's kind of how you should look at periodization, how you should look at being in the gym. If you have very specific goals, um, because a lot of people think that you should just, you know, just stick to one program and go forever type thing. Like Mm -hmm. you never have like periods of rest or, uh, periods where you go harder, um, where that's where you know, the plateaus come in, Um, periodization, like, you know, it it helps you get rid of boredom, um, you know, from running a specific program too long and can help prevent injury um, because you'll be able to kind of schedule in uh, rest periods and deload periods into your lifts, um, which also help with plateaus. Um, And lastly, I just want to make a quick note that, like, physiologically speaking, a plateau basically just happens when your body gets used to, um, like, whatever you're doing or whatever stress that you're being, like, put under. Mm -hmm. So basically, you just need a a jolt in the system to get things on track again. And um, so here's when you have your, your changes in your cycles. So say you're running a program, you can run a program for four to eight weeks or whatever, and then you know, you change it up and you change it up for the next four to eight weeks. And within those four to eight weeks, you also have like different weekly, like blocks per se. So you, you'll have kind of like a, a deload week where it's just, <clears throat> you're going lighter. Um, you have more rest um, and then you're back again the next week and you're refreshed and you can kind of keep going. Um, so yeah, this is basically meant to challenge your body like different ways at different times, so that you never get kind of used to training, and you keep progressing, and your like your strength and your hypertrophy and all that stuff. Okay. Um, I don't know if Kevin, do you have anything else?
2: No, I, I think you've pretty much covered most of it, and I, I think that's kind of a, a good time to briefly mention how. Um, like every trainer is going to have a different approach to dealing with plateaus and every single person is going to respond to dealing with a plateau differently. So by that, I mean, if you embark on a workout program and you never actually hit a plateau because you're changing things frequently, or I shouldn't say frequently, but you're changing things at an appropriate time, you're making the necessary Mm -hmm. adjustments, you may not even see a plateau and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you Mm -hmm. do, there are a lot of ways Um, to shock those muscle groups um, and make sure you keep seeing gains even after hitting a plateau.
1: Yep. That is definitely some good information. And I'm learning something new even through this. That's a question that I had for my own exercise program. So I will definitely take that advice into account um, and we'll see how it goes. Thank you both. I'll switch it over to Kevin now for the next question. Uh, So this is, again, another question that you hear a lot when it comes to fitness. Um, But how can I lose belly fat and strengthen my core? So are you able to actually spot reduce body fat if I'm doing abdominal crunches and whatnot? And how can I I strengthen that core and get rid of some of the the belly fat around my abdomen?
2: Yeah. So this is another one of those huge things in the world of fitness that just kind of I don't want to say grinds my gears, but um, this is one of those questions that I think Cam would agree is probably one of the most common questions asked to trainers.
3: Absolutely.
2: Um, I get this question pretty much every day I go into work, if not every other day. Um, So the big thing people need to realize is spot reducing fats in certain areas um, is, yeah, not really a thing uh, in the world of training. I, I don't really know how else to phrase that other than... If you're specifically going into a program looking to reduce fat in one specific area of the body, um, you're going to be disappointed in the results as that's (laughs) not really something that you can achieve um, in a workout program that's going to be healthy for you. Um, If you're looking to reduce fat overall, um, that's very different than Losing specifically belly fat or specifically strengthening the core. Um, so, like you, you can definitely do core exercise. If you want a stronger core, by all means, do your crunches, sit ups, what have you. Um, but that strengthening um, is a separate process to losing specifically belly fat. Um, but that goes back to what Kim was talking about earlier with calorie deficits, uh, in the sense that if you want to lose weight in general, Uh, A calorie deficit's a great place to start. Um, Yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, Cam. I think the big thing with that one is that it's just a myth. Um, Yep. (laughs) You'll be disappointed if you think you're just going to lose belly fat. Uh, You should readjust your goals, probably look at it and say, do I want to lose weight generally or am I just unhappy with how I look right now? Um, And I think differentiating the two is a key factor in figuring out what you want.
1: For sure. I am glad we cleared that up. Thank you. (laughs) I'm sure other people will be glad to hear that as well.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So I will switch it over now to Kevin. Uh, So Kevin, Mm -hmm. what are some other benefits of exercise? We've been talking a lot about, yeah, we might get, um, our muscles might get a little bit bigger and we'll feel a little bit stronger. We might lose some weight but there's more to exercise than just those things. Can you kind of explain some of the acute and long-term benefits that might come with exercise?
2: Yeah, I I think the big one, uh, and I know we've touched on it briefly already, but uh, the mental health side of working out um, cannot be stressed enough uh, how important it actually is. From that perspective, um, working out can really, really improve your overall mood Uh, it can help you in other areas of life to get motivated. Like if you get into a pattern of motivation for working out, um, a lot of those principles are very transferable to other areas of life as well. Um, so if you find yourself a procrastinator or you're the type of person to leave things till the night before, uh, and you want to change that working out, um, can play a big role in relieving your stress and. Uh, helping you change those habits in other areas of your life. Um, physically, uh, it, it all depends on what kind of training plan you're doing. Um, a lot of uh, cardio exercise. So if you do like running, um, you're not just going to get stronger. Uh, it's really beneficial for your overall heart health. Um, things like that with your pulmonary system as well. Any kind of cardio activity. Um, will help and those kind of benefits are great later in life Um, especially when you're getting older and uh, people similar to your age are having heart issues but that time 20 years ago when you started going for a jog every weekend um, it's going to be times like that where you're thankful that you've implemented some kind of cardio uh, or something like that uh, Mm -hmm. into your routine from a younger age.
1: Absolutely. I think a lot of people they might not know all of these amazing extra benefits that come along with exercise, aside from just losing weight and, and getting muscles. If people maybe knew these, these other benefits, they might be more inclined to participate. So it's definitely something that um, we want to let people know that it can benefit you in
3: so many ways. Let me throw out some others really quickly. <clears throat> and I mean really quickly, just like rapid fire. <laughs> so like Kevin said, you're improving your health. You're at a lower risk for a bunch of chronic diseases especially in old age. You're lowering your risk for injuries in old age. You're increasing your confidence. You're strengthening your work ethic and you're building discipline, which will help you in any other area of life. You may also build relationships with like-minded people and also meet not so like-minded people that will push you and get you out of your comfort zone and get you trying new things. And you're contributing to your mental health, obviously. And um, you're reducing stress, which is in its own capacity, like super beneficial for other things. So there's, there's a lot. <laughs>
2: um, I mean, it cannot be stressed enough how important um, working out can be for your mental health. If you're really busy, and I know, again, we've touched on it already, but if you're really busy, just even taking 20 minutes to go for a walk or throw a ball around with your friends or anything like that, um, the amount of stress it can reduce um, is huge. Um, it can really impact uh, how you view your workload and how you accomplish the tasks that are stressing you out.
3: Oh, absolutely. And like, um, I know you possibly wanted to ask this later, but like, I might as well just put it in here since we're talking about <laughs> it. But yeah, it's, it's massive for your mental health. Like it, it literally alters your neurochemistry. And this is coming from someone that did, I did neuroscience and psych for my undergrad. So just, just <laughs> FYI, it's not just like a random person talking about it. But yeah, this literally alters your neurochemistry. It promotes like plasticity, which is the ability of the brain to like change and make new connections and stuff. And it promotes like neural development, which is incredible. Like exercise has so many benefits in general. Like exercising increases the serotonin that's being produced in your brain, which like some people call the happy chemical and this is what a lot of like antidepressants actually do. So you can think of exercise as literally an antidepressant. Um, It can help you in so many more ways than your physical health and just your aesthetics. And it can literally improve your mood um, if you're having a crappy day or your quality of life if you're dealing with a mental illness like, like depression. And like I can attest to this firsthand, like that's how I got into fitness in the first place. And I was in such a dark place and like honestly looking for anything that could help. And coming to the gym and de-stressing and having those serotonin levels like up, like really made a massive difference.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate you, you sharing personal experience there. And I think um, if people didn't know these exercise benefits before, then they surely will be inclined now to start participating because there are definitely so many, the list goes on and on, how many um, beneficial things there are to exercising. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to thank both of you, Kevin and Cam, for joining me today and giving us some incredible information. If you want to learn more about this stuff, you can contact us and any of the personal trainers in the Forge for more info on how to get involved. Our contact info can be found on our website, golancers.ca, if you'd like to find our emails, um, or you can message us through any of our social media platforms at Lancer Rec. We're pretty responsive to those messages. Um, Stay tuned for the next Lancer Reconnect podcast coming out next month. We really hope to see you all soon. uh, But in the meantime, stay safe and stay healthy, Lancers.
0: This show is once again sponsored by the University of Windsor Alumni Association. Be sure to visit them on the web at uwinsor.ca forward slash alumni to check out all the services and events offered to University of Windsor alumni.